Jay Simpson, hanging with me on the podcast. What up? <coughs> How's it going, man? Jay Simpson in the house, y'all. What's good? <coughs> oh. <coughs> so, um, we, I think, okay. You, get, you know you have those weird moments where you meet somebody who you know you've met before and they automatically, when you're leaving, the, the goodbye salutations is always, okay, good to meet you. And I'm like, oh, but we've met. You know that moment? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had that with you a couple days ago. Oh, no, we've met before. I, dude, I drink a lot. I, dude, I'm a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, I think... Uh, you hosted when I was on that punchline, and and uh, you you like tagged my Kool Aid joke right after I right after I got off stage. Okay, the the punchline open mic. Huh? Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. What was <laughs> hey, tell me the Kool Aid joke again. <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, the Kool Aid man would be an amazing representative for the LGBT community. Said he's got he's always got a smile on his face. He's always breaking down walls. He's got AIDS, but it's the cool kind. Oh, it was, oh yes. <laughs> and I said, and if the if the Kool Aid Man was a homosexual male, he'd never be a catcher because he's always a pitcher. <laughs> and then and then I stepped off, and you were like, "You ready for it, Core?" And I was like, "Uh, go ahead." And you were like. Oh yeah, and you just... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They burst the wall, and it's like uh, confetti and shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Castle, how the hell have you been, man? <laughs> I'm good. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry, man. Like when you like meet like thirty people for like the first time, you know, yeah. it's well, you um, the 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 very last the very last comedy thing I did before the quarantine started. Was you were also there that time too? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was uh, at some like beer distributor or something in like Springfield. Oh, that was the uh, Tom Crowley's John. Yeah, and Thomas. Ro- yeah. Yes. Okay. And, yeah, we were supposed to do a roast battle that weekend. Okay. And then it got canceled because of the whole COVID thing. That was yeah. like right when it started. <laughs> I, I I don't think I think. You like did your set and like went outside to do extra extracurricular activities. So I don't think we got a chance to like say what's up to each other. But I knew you were there as well. Oh damn, man! I feel like such an asshole now. <laughs> I got big timed by you twice now. Well, I mean, I'm huge. That's what's gonna happen. It's gonna. Happen. I'm, I'm very, I'm very honored and I'm very blessed and pleased that you've seen the podcast. That knowing that I'm. Just a peon. I'm a little piece of shit. Well, I tell my friends, like, Jesse Pedraza all the time, I like, I can't wait till I make it so I can just forget who the fuck you are. <laughs> Jesse was here. He he did the podcast. Yeah, he was on with uh, Dorian Lemaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was I a listen- short one. I was listening to that one, too, and then you guys just kept talking about wrestling. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's, unavoid- it's really unavoidable sometimes. Yeah. You're right. talking to certain people, and it's like... When it, when it goes back to like what I can pull reference from and what I can pull life experience from, I spent more of my life in wrestling than yeah. the amount of time I haven't been in wrestling. So it's everything can sort of relate. Like you know, Donald Trump 
was a WWE Hall of Famer. Of course, <laughs> I of course, I can figure out the politics like and how it's all degrees, six degrees of wrestling. <laughs> like it all comes back, <laughs> right? And then that was funny because then you said to me, "Do you know this guy? He's my dad, and he's a wrestler." And I was like, "I don't know who that guy is, but I know people who probably know him, and like I'm sure, like we our timelines didn't match up, but I know I heard the name like back in the day." <laughs> I was a, I was a big wrestling nerd. Like I was a mark, like a ridiculous. Like I used to like call the free hotlines and listen to results and stuff. I heard his name. I was a nerd for wrestling. I would like, it was before websites. It was before the internet. I would just call hotline, like free hotlines, and listen to results from indie shows. What 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 significance does that even have in my life? But <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Well, it's like I think it's, it's also like it's, it's so big in the comedian community. Uh, like they're all huge fans, and then you're kind of like the closest they'll ever get to uh, what a man should be. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, man, I, what a man should be and what I am are not the exact same thing. <laughs> in the sense of um, like uh, alpha, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah, it, it's the energy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah, you give off some solid dude energy. It's not bad. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I, I hit the gym. I work <laughs> on my fitness. Yeah, see, uh, I've learned uh, early that I was talented. So I was like, I don't have to do any of that shit. <laughs> it's all up here and in the fingers, baby. <laughs> How long have you been bartending at Punchline? Oh, shit. Um well, three years, and then, like, before COVID. They've been open for four, so, like, I jumped on, like, kind of mm-hmm. right after they started. Um, oh, maybe. yeah. I remember you doing a thing about it on stage at, at Punchline when I was there, and you were like, you were like, oh, that guy used to work here. Dude, all you got to do to work here is show up to work. How hard is that? Like, the, the, whatever the guy got off, and he, he was like, oh, I used to work here. I got fired. And you're like, yeah, dude, you just got to show up to work, and, and you got a job. There's something about this, like, this two-drink quickness. <laughs> as soon as I get, like, this two level of, like, two drinks in me, like, I'm just so quick at making fun of whoever's standing in front of me. <laughs> Which I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it can be both. It can be both because you, you, you condition the folks around you to, to enjoy that, you know? You you know you you're kind of programming people to understand the kind of satire to expect. That should you know, start a cult, man. You should absolutely start a cult. <laughs> I mean, I I I'm I'm a I've been told many times that I could be a very good cult leader. So uh, we can we can start our own cult a together cult. Yeah, dude. Can you stand like this real good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mwah. That is some cult status, dude. That is cool. <laughs> it's cool classic, man. <laughs> oh, um, it was also like listening to your other podcast. Uh, turns out you're a big uh, horror movie buff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not so much into horror movies as I'm into watching movie retrospectives, and I just let them run. So, like, I probably know a lot about horror movies that I've never seen before. Um, you watch like a. Uh, uh, like a breakdown of what it is and yeah, like, the plots and 
Yeah, like, this guy does like a show, a like, kill count. Like he breaks down, like, hey, this is how they did some of the special effects. Um, you know, trouble on set and stuff like that. Oh, it kind of like humanizes it so you don't get so skeert. Maybe it's because I'm a, like I love scary video games. Like scary movies, I don't know. Like I don't like scary movies, but like video games, I know because maybe I can I can control how fast they're going down the hallway. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna peek. I just wanna peek. Playing Resident Evil Two on regu- on PlayStation, the OG PlayStation, all the time. It'd be like ah, uh, peek ah, uh, and then I'd be like back back up. Wait wait wait. Is that the liquor thing? I don't want a liquor thing near me. Those tank controls, you gotta turn all the way around. <laughs> That's my favorite franchise of all time, man. Yeah, I think I own I own just about all of them. Do you have any umbrella tattoos? Huh? Do you have any umbrella tattoos? No, I have a Kingdom Hearts tattoo. Okay, well then, then that's your favorite series of video games. I stopped getting tattoos when I realized what my favorite series was. I guess (laughs) I haven't gotten a tattoo since I was like nineteen. Okay. Well, how old are you now? Thirty-two. Okay. Me too. I'm getting up there. It's been a while, Ben. It's been a while since you. You can't get any now. Can't get any now. Wait till the world maybe goes back to normal. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I think baby steps. Baby steps. And at this point in my life, if any needles go into my body, it's going to be real sweet. <laughs> you know, like I'm not gonna. I'm not fucking around in my old age. <laughs> Were you saying that the tattoo is going to be real sweet, or it's going to be? Some heroin. It'll probably be heroin. Yeah, at that age, like we're like we're like heroin lose. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody wins on heroin. No. Too many soldiers. So, um, what is? I think I kind of know the answer to this already. A lot of us who get on stage to be comedians have some gigantic look at me attention seeking uh validation uh that we just didn't get as a child uh some sort of damage that happened to us what was yours uh fuck um you know it's it was really just that's how i got attention it really wasn't like oh i mean my dad wasn't around and everything but like that's not i mean it it really I just kind of used that as a way to kind of be funny like that was the original joke for me mm-hmm. like oh I wish I had a dad I've been saying that since I was like in, like five <laughs> um, I used to say to the teacher she'd be like oh you know tell you, tell you, you know talk to your parents and I'd be like hey watch those plurals lady <laughs> uh, singular yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, be careful with that S, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think it was just yeah, it was more like uh it's how I got attention, being like funny. I was always like the class clown, even from very little. Mm-hmm. Like uh I remember uh I guess it was kindergarten and I louied a girl. <laughs> you did what? I louied a girl. What is that? Uh, mean? You know, I, I presented her my penis. Which what? is crazy. I was gonna, I, was, I thought you were gonna say you like you like finished on yourself. I'm like you you could do that that young. <laughs> no, I was just, I don't know why I don't know why I don't know why. But then I was also having like my first like homosexual experiences around then too. So it was like I don't know. 
I don't really think about myself like that. It's all a front, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, we're all figuring it out, dude. We yeah. never, no one's ever expected to have it all figured out. Like, I know a girl that I went to high school with. Um, we were in all the classes together, which sped. We were sped kids. And, and she was so dumb. She was one of the dumbest people that I had ever met. And she would always ask me, like, how, how to spell things. Like, she would be like, oh, how do you spell the again? The? You don't know how to spell the? Like, <laughs> this girl uh, went on to have a kid. And now her kid's like, now her kid's like, I'm going to say probably five or something. And it's a girl. And she went, I'm a boy. And then, then she went, and then... The, the chick was like, all right, well, you're a boy then. Like, this is a five-year-old kid. Uh, they're not – they don't really know what's up. Like, there's – I don't – I what don't know. Genius. What's up? Just, what if that kid's a genius and it just skips a generation? I don't know. I don't know. I just I – just, No, because the smart thing to do is – be a man if you have to if you get a choice <laughs> clearly that's the smarter thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm into the the, the the trans feelings that the child has it's like well i see that being a man's easier all right i'm gonna do that yeah no i'm not transphobic i'm misogynistic there's a big difference <laughs> yeah don't be mad at me <laughs> but i was like like that's a that's like a kind of a an adult choice to make, right? Well, not not an adult, but at least like when you're old enough to have gone through puberty, or like having hormones in you. Like I I imagine that like you can't figure it out at five when you don't even like know all the words there are yet. Yeah, I think hormone regulators are kind of weird that young. Like I think just let your body develop naturally, and then. Uh... Jamie, can you pull that up? <laughs> um, no, it feels like, uh, yeah, I think hormone correction is like wrong that young. Uh, it's like tiptoeing. <laughs> can you cut that part out? Can you cut that part out? Walking around lava. No, um, I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, who gives a shit? If you want to be whatever you want to be, do that. Right, but right, right. The kids, hey, the kids, hey, you got to think about the children. Here's the thing, like the way I look at it. If I had kids, I don't have kids. But if I had kids, I absolutely want to make sure they looked at me as a role model for how to be a good man or a yeah. good male. And not not to say that like they're like, oh, I automatically need to be a man because you're that. But I'd want to play that that very important role in making them who they're going to be. And if they're unsure, absolutely, we're going to have the conversation. But, um, you know, dude, like, I wasn't allowed to get my ears pierced till I was 15 years old. Like, you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird... It's a weird thing. Like, it almost seems, like, too dangerous. Because the... the seems a good age. 16 is a good age. You go get your driver's license, and when you fill out the form of the driver's license, then you can decide all that shit, because that's going to transfer over into your adult life. Right, like uh, like being an organ donor and stuff. 
I mean, I don't think you can decide that till you're 18. But I don't know. I never, I never decide. I, I mean, just... I, I mean, to answer your question, I don't have kids, so this is none of my fucking business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, leave it to the parents and stuff. Yeah, I got, I got no, I got no dog in the race. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> is that something that you like have ever had a desire to do? Have children? Yeah. Uh yeah, just to teach them, you know. I mean the same reason you'd, you know, want to catch a Pokemon. You know. Why do why does one, one why does one want to catch a Pokemon? So you have a best friend that fights for you. And you is can that- fight it. Can... <laughs> A best friend who fights for you. Yeah, I think I. It's weird, man. I think that some people have parents or have kids so they can like make their kids do the work for them. Like be like, oh, now go get me that, or go like go and do this for me. Bring all the groceries in. Like it's it's like a. I I wanted to make sure my my little sister is eleven years younger than me, so like when it came to all that stuff, my my older sister would be like. Oh, can you do me a favor? Can you do this? Can you do that to her? And she like wound up resenting her for all the stuff that she would always ask her to do. And I was like, I had to sit down and I was like, you know, I'm never going to ask you for a thing. I'm never going to ask you to do anything for me. If I want something done, I'm going to get up and do it myself. So I feel like the way Jess, my little sister, was raised was the bar on success for me. And I don't ever want to have kids. Well, we never live up. We can both agree it's wrong to own slaves, right? But right. to make them, well, like, you make your own. The 13th and a half amendment. <laughs> yeah, that's, hey, you can't own slaves, but you can make them. <laughs> uh, Did, you see that? Did you see that doc on Netflix, the 13th amendment? No, I have not. Oh, it's a, uh, it's pretty weird. It's, it's basically like, okay, we're not allowed to have slaves anymore, but if they break the law, and then they were like, well, let's just lock up black people right away, and it just like went right from slavery to prison. Like, it, it's it's an awful truth. It's an awful like, and then and then in the '90s it became like the it became like profitable to lock people away, and it's it's definitely something to check out at this time. This weird time of racism in the world. Yeah, dude, this sucks, man. The whole, this this whole this whole country kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to like work on a bit where like the Constitution kind of sucks. So like mm-hmm. Stan Lee should write it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yo, I I didn't include you, but I'll I'll include you right now in the conversation. I don't know if Lemaire or Dorian said anything to you, but I. I was like, I I set, I did a, a group message with Lemaire and Dorian and my best friend Rick, and I was like, dude, we should start like making like writing and shooting sketches. Oh hell yeah, dude! Fucking wrestling court is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm writing that tonight. <laughs> hell yeah, um, yeah. I've been uh, doing sketches with Lemaire and Dorian for about a year now. Okay. Uh, we have uh, this one sketch we did to catch a Mormon. Got like over ten thousand views. So like, that's like our crowning internet achievement. <laughs> um, where I do a great Chris Hansen impersonator. <laughs> uh, basically, the 
premise of the sketch is a uh, Mormon goes knocking on the door where we set up a sting house. We're waiting for a guy, and the Mormon guy comes first, and so I question him. Then we arrest the Mormon guy, and then the real child molester comes around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the, the South Park with the, Chris Hansen? Yeah. The South Park episode where where people were like, oh, no, it's Chris Hansen, and then they like, shoot himself. <laughs> oh no, prison answered. Is that the um I'm white trash and I'm in trouble? <laughs> I don't remember the the name Usually, of the episode. Like I'm good with the Simpsons. Like on the Simpsons, like I can close my eyes and watch just about any episode from like seasons like one through ten. I couldn't do that. It's funny, I I was I was um quoting I was quoting SNL sketches from like 93 the other day and i was like oh i could do this but uh i'll forget to take the trash out on monday (laughs) important stuff important stuff who needs it uh uh, norm mcdonald's impression of david letterman saying hey i got any gum (laughs) too much room Was it, uh, what, oh, the original Ninja Turtles, uh, the 1990? I can close my eyes and watch that whole movie from start to finish. Oh, yeah, me too, man. I, could, I just was the other day proving um, that I can, I can like, word for word quote Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like, the, every single line of dialogue from that movie. What a sad life we live, man. <laughs> we, could be getting, we could be going out there getting pussy, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hash out this turtles dialogue. <laughs> it's like pizza. Pizza guy's late again. Yeah. Pizza dude's got thirty seconds. Jose can cycle back. Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. Ooh. <laughs> oh, in that the the scene after that when he's like, when he's like, get back here! I'm not finished with you. Damn. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> that, that was like, I was like, oh my god, they're cursing in the Ninja Turtles. Ah, dude, changed my life, man. Oh man, I'm not allowed to curse. I thought, I thought, I thought heck was a curse back then. Oh uh, no, my mom was pretty liberal. Um, she taught me like young, like what humor was. Because I mean, I'm half black and half Irish. And so like, the Irish side is just all based on humor all the time. Okay. Like, I can't tell you, like, like, I'll have a phone conversation with my mom, and I'll be like, what up, bitch? And, like, it's just no, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's more of a... Well, as adults, it's okay. But when I was a child, uh, I wasn't allowed to say words like crap and heck and damn. Oh, no. And uh, so... They took and away your sucks. First Amendment rights, dude. Took away my First Amendment rights that say sucks and damn and crap and heck. All those things, gone. Yeah. I mean, we grew up with my grandparents. Uh, we lived with them, so like they were kind of like out of it. But we were smart enough to like... But my grandma was a disgusting swine, too. Like, she... <laughs> like, she like, did you have, was your, was your Irish grandmother a racist Irish grandmother? Oh, of course. So, so she like. But she was a farting grandma. You know what I mean? She was like, oh, I think I stepped on a duck. You know what I mean? Like, she was like a, she was a funny racist grandma. 
You know, and she got sucked in like the Fox News hole. You know, as old people do. Just a scared old white woman. God, I mean, she, God she, damn the blacks! Not not you, Jay. <laughs> she she raised like she raised like eight biracial children. And, like my family's like my mom liked black guys. My aunt uh, has a bunch of half Puerto Rican kids. Um, my uncle was uh, married a Jew twice. You know what I mean? Like our family's just all over the board. Like, I mean, stuck in her ways. Yes, I don't want to call her full on racist because she wouldn't have combed out my sister's black hair. Right. If she, you know. Right. I mean, maybe she used a little more force. Maybe she used <laughs> a little harder than she needed to. But <laughs> like, I don't think like racist would do that. No, yeah, no. It was. It's only. It's only. It's only the the brand of the the brand of the um, the unsettling, unsettling, uncertain, like uh, elements, as as they would say, that they're that they're scared of or or are judging. I guess yeah, change. So they don't like change. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to say. Shit, I just lost exactly what I was going to say. But yeah, so, I don't know. Like, they were funny. They were musicians. So like, it all just—I grew up in that. Like everything was fart jokes and playing guitar. So, so when you knew your dad was a wrestler when you were growing up, but like you didn't really know your dad. Yeah, there was like, uh, um, when my dad came, like he left like when I was like two. And then came back, I think, when I was, like, around 10. Um, and seeing him again, like, I, I got really into, like, the Attitude Era. <laughs> like, that was, fuck, we did it. <laughs> like, era. Yeah, that into. Yeah, like, I mean, Kane was the coolest. Like, that's when I realized I was goth. Like, <laughs> that just set me on a whole, <laughs> a whole new thing. It was like, he's dark, and I like that shit. And now he's the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yeah, but yeah, I found out he was the mayor the other day. Jesus. <laughs> Choke uh, slam in politics. Does he my, still do, does he don't talk like that? Oh no, no. <laughs> he's just Glenn Jacobs now. He isn't even Kane anymore. <laughs> he was in a horror movie too. Yeah. Hey? Gino, yeah. No evil, the hook, he had a hook, he hooked somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. See? Uh, I well, have you, you seen know, One Cut of the Dead? One cut of the dead. One cut of the dead. No. Dude, okay, it's on Shutter. Um, it's a Japanese horror uh, zombie movie, but it is fucking brilliant, dude. Uh, it's all done in one shot for the first thirty-five minutes, and then it's it's split into like three parts. The second part is like a little slow, but stick with it because the third part makes you want to rewatch the first part. It's one of those flicks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> one cut of the dead. All right. Thousand dollars. What? Say that last part again. They made it for $25,000. I thought you said they made it for $1,000. No, $25,000. That's it for a movie. Yeah. I mean, if you've got, if you've got the resources, it's not going to take you. It's going to, it's going to take you, you know what I mean? It's going to take you, um, it doesn't take a whole lot. If you have all the resources and you got, you know, you have all the things you need. It's not the hearts is like a dedicated getting people like a dedicated group of people that you know want to see this vision to the end, which right. is kind of hard. I don't know. Like I've always been involved in projects. Like 
People are like, hey, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then they all kind of just crumble apart, mainly because like, we're lazy or we don't have the resources. But, like, hey, if we really cared, we would get it done regardless of the limitations. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, it's it's... It's like the the key is consistency. You know what I mean? Once you once you start it, you gotta finish it. You gotta see it through. Like you can't just like you can't really like get to the middle and be like, ah, I've lost interest in this. Yeah. Like if you if you believe in it from the start, you gotta believe you gotta believe in it to the end. When it comes to like some of the some of the projects I worked on, I'm, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna send you a link. Of this short that I did, it's not out yet, but I'll send you the link. See if you can watch it. Tell me what you think. It's okay. another one of the. It's like, man, people just got people. You know, just had to believe in this thing. Yeah, dude, I'm there. Yeah, let me see it. I will send it over to you. Um, but I was going to say we were speaking of Cena uh, Weevil. You know, you know Zach Amico. Yeah, I, I did his horror movie podcast. Where we we sat in the studio when we watched that movie. Oh, uh, sick! And watch a long podcast. So, um, if you're gonna watch, I I don't know if you're afraid to watch horror movies sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I believe that uh, the genre of horror is the only genre of movie that tries anymore. Like horror comedies are probably like some of the best movies yeah. of all time. Of horror comedies. Um, like even Ghostbusters. When you watch, when you rewatch Ghostbusters, like it's not laugh out loud funny. You know what I mean? Right. But it's done in such a clever, witty way that oh, these characters are so fucking likable. Do you know? The- I, you know, speaking of that, because you brought up Ghostbusters, and I told you earlier today, I'm I would, I'm currently watching Uncle Buck. I have it on mute right now. I'm just going back and watching like old comedies to see like what holds up. Um, I watched What About Bob yesterday. Oh, numb nuts! <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> the, the parts that were funny to me as a kid were still funny to me as an adult. Like when when the wife offered him to stay over for dinner and he was eating the food and he's like, mmm, mmm, every bite, mmm. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. And are there any movies you can think of that don't? Um, I mean, take me a second. Can you can you think of any that don't? Um, I mean, there's like movies that are like would be considered canceled now. Ace Ventura for sure. Oh like, yeah, still uh, one nine horn. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Captain Winky. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holy testicle Tuesday. Yeah. Make your life a living hell. I appreciate it, but I'm not ready for a relationship, Lois. <laughs> like the movie is line for line hilarious. Still, your gun is digging against my hip. <laughs> Even two, I love two. Two is like you know when nature calls. Yeah, two is not. I believe that was Steve. Was that? St- Bob Odekirk, I think, did that one. That really? was, uh, I think, Bob Odekirk directed that movie. It was the Kung Pao guy. Okay, I think Bob Odenkirk is Better Call Saul. Like that's the guy from Better. The, I, is the Kung Pao guy, or is it Steve Odenkirk? Yeah, but Bob Odenkirk is the 
the Better Call Saul? In an actor, he's like the star of Better Call Saul. Okay, then it's got to be Steve Odenkirk fan. Okay. Because Kung Pao, or whoever was, yeah, whoever directed Kung Pao also did When Nature Calls. And which I, is- I, also, I also watched Cable Guy the other day. Great and, fucking movie. And I didn't realize that Bob Odenkirk was an extra in that movie. He played, <laughs> he played uh, Matthew Broderick's brother. Yeah, that's uh, Jack Black was in that. Uh, that's one of his yeah. first roles, too. And, and Bob Odenkirk had the line, What the hell's wrong with you? And that was like it. <laughs> the first Jack, wait, the first Jack Black movie was I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. He played that dude with the dreadlocks. Mm, Biodome. We see him Biodome. Yeah. Ah. And when they did the, they did the, the when they were massaging each other in the in the in the quad at that college, he's he, him and him and uh, the dude, That's the other dude, and they they were playing, and he's like, "You gotta save the freaking trees! Don't say we didn't try to save the freaking trees!" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that was uh, that was before their HBO show. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a that was a a real nerdy little rabbit hole that we just we just slapped down. Oh. Yeah, he puts on those dreadlocks and I still know it's the last summer. <laughs> Another Hook movie. <laughs> uh, uh, it's coming right back. Sick yeah. <laughs> Keep Mom. on moving in the circle. Hook. <laughs> Not cyclical all the way, but just start the circle and then stop. <laughs> it's <laughs> so much ADHD on this episode, dude. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Hook movies, how about that Robin Williams, right? Ooh, Robin Williams. I, I, uh, dude, I, 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 coming. I wish that he was my dad when I was a kid all the time. Watching Mrs. Doubtfire was what made me want to like, I wanted to like be a cartoon actor. I wanted to voice cartoons and stuff because of the scene he did in, in the beginning of Mrs. Doubtfire. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. He but was voicing. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, Lou. Yeah. When he, he was like coughing because the, the mouse was trying to smoke a cigarette, the cat put a cigarette in his mouth. I loved like Flubber. I was like a big, big into Flubber when I, when I was a kid. I remember like my mom took me to see it in theaters. Um, but then as an adult, I grew to not like Robin Williams so much. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, uh, how that movie holds up. I haven't seen it. It's probably uh-huh. on Disney, it's probably on Disney Plus. Yeah, probably. I think the original one's on there too. But uh, you know what movie of his? Another like like I, like I said, I'm going back and watching old comedies to see what's holding up. The Birdcage. Robin Williams and uh, Nathan Lane. Still hilarious. Lane? Okay. Still I hilarious. Seen it, like Comedy Central edited as a kid. I don't think I've ever seen it completely through. Uh, like un un. I think I think you owe it to yourself. Oh yeah. As as I, a comedic mind. And my and since I have budding homosexuality <laughs> just well, I myself I am very uh guilty of being uh accused of this. Some of my best friends have said that I'm 75% gay. Uh I I do not I do not like guys. I don't but I the sensitivity and all of that stuff. Uh, I I just I I grew up. My my mom's gay, 
So uh, my brother's gay and my sister's a lesbian. And uh, that's and my other sister. My quit other fighting, sister, man. <laughs> good. Quit, quit fighting it, dude. <laughs> Fight. Your no, family's like sitting in the living like, one of us. Did you have to come out to your family as straight? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really common joke that I've heard my whole life. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. You know, like when, you know, like when you're a comedian, people go, oh, you're a comedian? Make me laugh. Tell me a joke. Uh, that's the one. It, that's, I get that or I get, I get that or the make me laugh or I get, oh, you're a wrestler. Don't hit me with the chair. Don't body slam me. So mix all those things with together. And those are the, the most common ones I hear. Like, oh, did you have to come out as straight? I've heard that one a million times. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great, though. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. right, of course. Yes, I did have to come out as straight. <laughs> Thank you. That's what we all wanted to hear. Thank you. Ah, get to he the point. The he did the bit. <laughs> my girlfriend, my my girlfriend actually does because she she has like a real lesbian energy. Uh, she she's kind of like a dude. Like she's very much like a dude. When, she, when on stage, she does a bit where she came out to her parents, and she's like, "As straight, I'm straight. Calm down. I know with the flannel shirts and the shaved head, you think of." <laughs> I just think it's being culture. I mean, Little Affair. Uh, I mean, Sarah McLaughlin is one of my favorite uh, musicians of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, her album "Servicing," and she's like, she started the Little Affair, the biggest lesbian music festival of all time. So. Everyone, I mean, for me, it was a phase. <laughs> the lesbian phase? Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. Well, I mean, I I grew up listening to a lot of Melissa Etheridge yeah. in my mom's car. We listened to Melissa Etheridge all the time. I knew all the words to every Melissa Etheridge song, every uh, Celine Dion song, every Whitney Houston song, every which, Culture Club song. Which is actually a Dixie Chicks lyric, which is crazy. What? <laughs> It's like, and I know every lyric to every. <laughs> no, that's not Dixie Chicks. That's is that Carrie Underwood? Nerd. That's not. But that's not Dixie Chicks. No, it's not. That, that's um. It's called the Chicks now because they had to drop but, the Dixie. Yeah, they are called the Chicks now, but that's not one of their songs. That's Gloria something. Uh, uh, Gretchen Gretchen Wilson is her name. Gretchen Wilson. Yes. I say hey y'all anyhow. Yes. The, yeah. Kid Rock of Women. <laughs> oh, kid Scissor. <laughs> Les Rock. <laughs> you Kid Rock used to be the shit, man. Remember, remember uh, his album that had the middle finger on the on the CD. I don't think I was allowed to get it, not because it was offensive, because it was too white trash. That's a direct <laughs> quote from my mom. <laughs> You're the son of a wrestler, of course. <laughs> That's the white trashiest thing there is. <laughs> yeah, like, pinned tra- get pinned in a trailer park. <laughs> my, my dad's a wrestler, my uncle's a NASCAR driver. <laughs> you can't listen to Kid Rock. <laughs> white trash. Now go outside and set these fireworks off. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, God damn, God damn. Did you did you have any like when you were a kid? Did you ever like think that you wanted to maybe be a wrestler or anything like that? Did you did you 
Oh, yeah, I used to practice on my sisters all the time. <laughs> Do you only have sisters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, uh, two younger sisters. Okay. Uh, one younger than me is a burlesque performer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we belong to a troupe called The Looking Glass Review. Um, we're a traveling burlesque troupe. We've done the Sundance Film Festival twice. Um, we had a documentary about us on um, Amazon Prime. Um, we fucking, I don't know, man. We crush it, man. We like doing like small backwater towns because it's like the only cool thing that they've seen in like the past six months, you know. Well, uh, I mean, do you know that you're? Do you know that you're even good if you if you perform for somebody who hasn't seen any live performance? You're like, well, I mean, they're settling for anything. They're <laughs> oh, yeah. by a puddle, these guys. Yeah, they just appreciate it more. Right, right. That's that's all. Well, they, like, I mean, they have that that hospitality hospitality as well. Yeah, they're like they're so happy to have like oh they're so nice to us you know it's usually like the backwater towns that don't make us pay for drinks it's like the nice like, the nicer places we do like they're they're like you know they always end up giving us a tab. You're going on tour though with uh, Lemaire and, and Dorian. I am so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. Uh, Pat George or Pat had to drop out um, huh? before I could. Uh, huh? I don't know, dude. North Carolina is like in the red, and for five days of going on the road, we would come back and then have to quarantine for fourteen days. And like, I don't know if I can afford to lose fourteen, or I don't want to lose fourteen days when I can be doing more shows and stuff here. Okay, Nick. But I just, it's an outside event. Yeah, it's just having to come back. I would have to self quarantine for fourteen days, and I can't do that with my roommates. Oh, all yes. right. It's yes. So that's that's my. I don't care, dude. I'm I'm ride or cough, man. Like I'll go. Like, <laughs> that's right. all I wanted to do. It's the I can't do the two weeks of not being at my house after being on the road. So tonight I'm going to try to convince Lemaire to just push it back a little bit until they're released <laughs> into yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was um, I was trying to convince my sister to go because she lives in Wilmington. And I was like, hey, some some of my Philly friends are going to be doing comedy down there. You should go. And she was like, is it outside? And I had to go to go to my friend Sean who's like running the room. And I was like, is the thing outside? And he's like, yes. Why did you want to know? And I was like. My sister, I wanted. My sister wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I want to go more than anything, but I don't know if like. Is it is it making any other stops? Is it anywhere else, or just yeah. North Carolina? We're we're doing Virginia on Wednesday. Okay. Virginia on Wednesday, and then North Carolina for those three days. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think I like quarantine myself in like the hotel room, and uh, it's it's literally just the coming back part. That's the only thing that sucks for me. It's so weird to me, man. Like, uh, you know, I've been so used to traveling for so long for wrestling, and it's like I'm getting gas money or barely making even. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, if I'm gonna go all the, I'm gonna drive all the way to North Carolina. Whose car are you guys taking? Uh, I think we're gonna flip a coin, Dorian's or Lemaire's. <laughs> oh man, uh, I just. It's it. It feels like it's to me less worth it. But I I agree too. For like a limited capacity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we could take that money and like 
I mean, I already booked the room in Virginia. It's already paid for. Okay. Uh, and the, I still have time to cancel. I think by today, I have to cancel them by today, the ones in North Carolina, or else I get charged for the first night. Okay. Dude, I, dude, I want to go more than anything. This isn't, you know, I mean, this is all I've ever wanted to do. You just never take your mask off. Just keep the mask on the whole time. Yeah. Do comedy through the mask. Uh, do Or maybe do like what I did uh, on Wednesday. I brought my own microphone. I brought my own microphone to the. Yeah, I was. I mean, I, I, yeah, I was gonna like, bring my own stuff and, and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna see him tonight, and then I'll make my final decision. All right. <laughs> it it is it is kind of cool, like going back, going back to uh, somewhat, you know, being able to perform again. I. It was, yeah, but getting the just because we can doesn't mean we we should. Like it's right. still like, dude, they're they're one of the highest states in the country. Like, if it were, like, anywhere else, you know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't ground fucking zero, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, New York's bad, too, right? Yeah. I mean, and we've done Staten Island, but that was in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were, yeah, that was, like, extreme social distancing. On Sunday, my friend Marin uh, was doing uh, Mike in Brooklyn on a rooftop. And I was like, wow, well, that, that could be cool. Um, I'm not going all the way there to do an open mic. Yeah, I mean, we went to Staten Island to do one, but we were there for like a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we were we were getting drunk in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I feel like I'm, I travel too much. I just don't want to be in a car for that long for nothing. You know what I mean? I don't want to. Do you have your own podcast? No. No, I don't. I don't do. I like being a guest more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, I, I've been like in a lot. I've been on a lot of podcasts, and every time I do, like afterwards, like we should fucking. You want to come back? Like you just like I get like you know, but I never go back. I, I never. I never do it again. Well, safe to say, I'm probably going to invite you back um, at some point or the other. Oh yeah. Um, every I I mostly invite the guests back, but I wait till there's like some time behind it yeah because it's like the show's called evolving you've got to do some changing between the time we talked and the and the next time we talk yeah I, i'm i'm gonna be a man next time yeah <laughs> i'm gonna come out as a man next time hey <laughs> hairs and your beard it grows in orange dude that's how biracial that's how that's how crazy this biracial shit is i got like red hairs that stick out of my beard Oh, you know what I put on while while we had our little break, and what's on my TV right now is that Japanese that Japanese horror movie that you were talking about. One Cut of the Dead. Yep, dude, watching that, that right now. It won a bunch of won a bunch of awards, and uh, just stick with it, man. It's worth it. Well, I mean, I'm it's not a- giving it all my attention. I'm talking to you. Yeah, it's a good but- move. It's a good, good fucking movie. You just pay attention, okay? <laughs> I can't pay attention. I'm talking to you. Yeah, no. When you were, uh, when I was, I was just jamming out because my interface was still working, but just the when the computer died. You know, you should have a podcast called "I Like Being a Guest More," and then and then have everyone interview you. Everybody who you have on, they just interview you. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm just the guest every time. Yeah. <laughs> Today's host is. <laughs> and then, like, take a count. Take a little tally of how many times people ask you the same questions. Oh, I've already answered this question. Let me check 12 times. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a great idea. Do you want to be on my podcast? Do you want to be yeah. on? Do you want to be on your podcast? Yes. <laughs> hey, you want to be on your podcast? Yeah, that's great. Shit. All right, I suppose you're going to want some money. <laughs> I don't want anything from you. Maybe, maybe some some credit or something. Of course, of course. I was actually uh, I was talking to. We always like uh, come up with like stupid like show pitch ideas. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's do boiling points in an Uber. <laughs> Sell it to Netflix. Boom. Retirement done. <laughs> Dude, I want to I wanna show so bad. I just don't – like I just have such a, a different – like different ideas for shows that like, oh, I could do a reality show about being a, a wrestler who's a bus driver or I could do a sitcom about that or i could do a thing like i have ideas for like pilots that i'd want to shoot but i didn't write them they're just loose ideas and like ideas for movies that i didn't write and uh i don't know if i'm gone most of my stuff's just like parodies like i want to do like strip club rescue bar rescue but at a strip club and it's like look at this dump The thousands of strip clubs across the world, and I'm here to fix your strip club. Like the, about the commercial for that bar rescue show, the guy's like, fixing bars is easy. Fixing people, that's hard. <laughs> oh, you're fixing people now? Is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's usually the people. Not, it's always the people. It's never really the establishment's fault. <laughs> you can say that about strip. Fixing strip clubs is easy. Fixed and strippers. That's hot. <laughs> it's just, it's just rehab at that point. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a five o'clock free crack giveaway. <laughs> we get crack at the end. <laughs> I just showed that sketch to my girlfriend. She's never she, seen it before. No, no. Ah. She's a, uh, she's a little, she's a little younger. Oh, nice. Like Epstein Young? <laughs> Island? Yeah. Island she's, Young? <laughs> she's 31. I mean, not much young. Oh, okay. But right. She just, I guess, didn't get into that brand of comedy at that time. Ah, she's dude. a dyslexic 13-year-old. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> dude, the Chappelle show, like, catap- David, Dave, Dave Chappelle catapulted my brain into a whole new stratosphere. Like, when I was a kid watching sketch comedy, I was like, yep, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do this. Oh, and, damn. I always wanted to be on all that. Yeah, that too, man. I loved all that. Yeah. And I was like, these guys don't curse. Like, they, I'd get kicked off for cursing too much. <laughs> <laughs> Good burger and stuff. Hey, don't be pouring that jizz on me. <laughs> that green jizz. <laughs> We're like, you can't do that on television. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's viscous. Get it off of me. <laughs> I was, I was watching, um, I was watching the original, the original Batman 1989 movie yesterday. 
it's nice. Jack Nicholson, okay. okay. Jack Nicholson fell right into a, a vat of that Nickelodeon slime. Yes, he did. He sure did. And his and hand came up. I used to have a Goosebumps book holder. It was like two white hands coming out of the like the stand. That looks exactly like the Joker's hand when he came out of the fucking goop. You, do you watch Rick and Morty? Not as much as I should. I, I'm like a, I watch Adult Swim mostly for the anime. I'm one of those guys. Okay. Um, like I never, like I don't. All right, I'm probably gonna get canceled for this, but I don't, I don't like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's I don't get it, and I think Tim and Eric is a little too out there for me. It's funny, but like, it's a little too awkward for the sake I of. Think, I think right now is when you go. Can you cut that part out? Can you cut that part out? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you, you can't have the right answer either. You say you like them and you're wrong, or you say you don't like them and you're wrong. Like I. They're not that polarizing, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's okay, I guess. Do, do you know my opinion on that stuff? Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Tim and Eric? Is it the greatest show ever made? <laughs> uh, overrated? Yeah, uh, thank you. Drizzling shits, as you'd say in the wrestling business? Drizzling shits? Your dad didn't say that around you when you were a kid? Wait, is that when they tape a razor blade to the finger and cut their butthole in half? <laughs> they have to cut their butthole in half. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because it's—I guess it'd be into quarters because it already opens up. It's already like right. half anyway. So you just—you so, would just make it a bigger one. I feel like my asshole looks like a yin yang. You know, it's <laughs> in a. There's <laughs> an equal balance to your butthole. Yeah, maybe like a gate for an airship. <laughs> my uncle, my uncle used to always say. Uh, smash spider. And he's like, Ooh, that's what your asshole looks like, a smash spider. And if he said that you were being an asshole, he'd start doing that that motion. <laughs> For the listeners who aren't seeing this, I'm slapping my hand against my, my it's like, fist. Like, uh, like the turkey. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> drizzling shits was just, a, you know, when, when you say some, somebody sucks or whatever, I'm like, when somebody can't, somebody can't work, and they they present themselves like they can. Oh, like a hack, a hack. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a drizzling shit. Okay. Yeah, it's a, oh, that's the drizzling shit. But it winds up becoming like everything. You know, everything is like, oh, that's oh, I'm a mark for that, or I, you know, I'm a heel, I'm a face, whatever. Like it, the terminology sneaks its way into your everyday life. That gimmick. What's the worst thing that you could be? Is a drizzling shit? I guess would be the worst thing you could be. Well, it'd be drizzling shits. You shits. Have to, you have to put the S at the end. Drizzling Oops. shits. This is more than one. Because being the shit is cool, but being the shits is uncool. But what, wait, but what, what if you're with the shits? Like, oh, man, you're the shit, man. Yeah, that's good. It's so different than saying, you're the shits, man. I want to get a shirt that says, I'm with the shits. <laughs> yeah, I guess that'd be... Up. Ah, I'm with the shit. I thought that was just agreeing. Like, yeah, I'm with the shits. But no, if I'm with the shits, it's bad. Lip shits. Lip shits. It's a shit sandwich. Lip shits. Like, uh, how long have you been doing comedy now? Well, I've been emceeing burlesque shows for uh, nine years now. And that kind of... All right, so I wanted to be like a rock star first. 
Dude, you're good. You're really good. Dude, I got I got skills, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been, I've been doing it for a long time. It's this emo fan thing that you're doing? <laughs> I really like that. Well, yeah, because it's so genuine. It came. <laughs> I love like that's that was like when I came up, started making music. That's the kind of music I was making. Like that's what I. It's emo music is the biggest, you know, some of the biggest inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never wanted to mix the two. So like even when I was hosting these burlesque shows, I wasn't necessarily doing stand up. I was just hosting the shows, but uh, I was just fucking with the audience. Like I never wrote anything down, but like I was just killing these rooms, just you know. Just fucking around, um, you know, taking on hecklers and shit before I even knew like what that was. <laughs> I think I think you and I are pretty similar. I mean, I I mean I was wrestling this whole time and I was like, oh, I want to be a good wrestler and I want to be a funny comic, but I don't want to like mix the two together. Yeah, no, they were like those because never wanted to mix the two together. But then I then I was like, I can just add character to the wrestling that happens to also kind of be funny. Yeah. And, See how it gets over, which I mean, it had, it did, but uh, you know, quarantine happened, and uh, who knows if wrestling is going to return for me. Dude, I just had a crazy fit of deja vu. Maybe because I said that to you last week. <laughs> no, no, like just like the, everything, like the background that you have on, like just I don't know, I just got like hit. I don't well, know, this, we, this week, we were, talking, we were talking like a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, never wanted to mix the two. I was, uh, and then uh, one night I was doing a, I was in the stand-up scene uh, about like a year and a half in, maybe mm-hmm. uh, about a year, about a year in, and uh, I was also doing this singing contest every Wednesday night. And uh, the week I got eliminated, I was I had you know my guitar with me, and I got hammered because I was so upset. <laughs> um, so I went and I went to an open mic afterwards, and uh, I just ad libbed a song about how upset I was that losing this contest to a drag queen, <laughs> and it, it killed. And I just started bringing the guitar everywhere, and then it took a long time for people to come around. <laughs> to a I guitar. still honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider you a musical comedian. Like I would say you're just a comedian. Uh, like some people put, throw the caveat right on it. If somebody always has a guitar with them, every time they'd be like, oh, that's a musical act. That's a musical com- comedy act. With you, I just go, oh, you're just uh, you're a stand-up comedian who happens to play guitar sometimes. Yeah, but it's become like everything. Yeah, like- I've, not, I've seen you without it, too. So. Yeah, I mean, like if I'm hosting a show, like I don't bring the guitar up every time. Right, right. Like, but the jokes that, like, are, that I've written, are, that's all, they're all guitar pieces or you know, train of thoughts that just sound better rhythmically. Like that's what it really does. Like, um, it just it helps my delivery. You know, it gives me a nice little groove. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. all about timing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like it's also it also can change what the intent is. If like something, if if something sucks, you could be like, oh, I meant for that to suck. You know, you know, you could like, oh, it was meant more to be an artistic gesture than. A funny one. Yeah, I was wondering why they got such a bad rap. Like uh, comics, like and I still get from like the older kids. The older kids. You know what I mean? Like the uh, older kids. You know the people, uh, like the older comics, like in the scene. Okay. Um, oh, like I don't, 
I'm 32. I got to get stop saying shit like that. <laughs> well, you know, I I call people older all the time when when I'm older than them, and sometimes I call people kids even when they're younger than me. I mean, even when they're older than me. Yeah, my body is the only thing that feels 30. I'm I'm 36. Uh, I know my body is uh, fine, and my, I have the body of a 30-year-old, probably. Damn. But, but, like, when it comes to the fact that my body's beat up, yeah, it's pretty beat up. I've had, I've, I have uh, a hard time, a hard time doing stuff for too long because my jaw is all ouchy from being punched in my face so much. My nose is punchy. A punchy. It's punchy. My nose is all punchy. I can't. I can't. It's like a tiny sponge. <laughs> when I when I when I go to like eat stuff, my girlfriend has to be like, "Stop, breathe." And like. <laughs> I'm eating like a like a cow sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of Stallone, we were outside uh, Two Street the other night, and uh, I got I was pretty drunk, uh, but I kept uh, talking like Sylvester Stallone. If he went to Hogwarts, <laughs> I can't find my classroom the stairs. I keep moving. <laughs> hey, there's a girl crying in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, I. I- this might get me canceled. Be careful. I couldn't get into Harry Potter at all. Me either. On Feud, that was one of my arguments. Like, Harry Potter sucks as a book and as a wizard. <laughs> like, I'm just bored. Yeah, I know enough about it to ridicule it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure of that. I just, I can't, I just can't get into it. And I, They just whitewash Naruto, man. I, yep, can't get in an anime either. Sorry, I just see that that oh okay that bothers me when anybody says that. All right, <laughs> all right, stop it, stop. <laughs> no, it's only because um, it's such a broad topic. You know, if you say like um, like I don't like anime, it's just like saying like I don't like music. There's so many types. Yeah. Okay. So for the most part, like um. I watched the last Airbender, Avatar. I watched that show. Yeah. I, that's considered anime. I watched all that. I really like that. Before yeah, Netflix, back in the day. What's that? It's American, but no, Avatar's the shit. Um, and uh, um, I used to watch some Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid, but I, I don't know. I think it gave me a headache or something. Uh, oh yeah, that'll do it. I mean, if you're prone to seizures and shit, I can see uh, that's the only time. <laughs> well, you see, you see, here's the thing, boy. I don't know if you know this about me. Are you epileptic? Uh, I, I, I suffered some really bad seizures in my life. Oh shit, yeah, dude. And I, I had to have brain surgery in 2011. Oh fuck, dude. And then, uh, yeah, and then I came right back to wrestling because I'm a smart guy. Jesus. Did they write that into the plot? Uh, you know, you know, it's funny because, like, fans were kind of dicks about it, honestly. Like, uh, I, I, uh, I couldn't really talk about it because, like, I had, if, I, if I talked about it, they were like, oh, come on, we're sick of it already. Stop bringing it up. And um, Sorry if I don't remember so well. There's a gash in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I instead wanted to... to 
inspire. You know what I mean? I wanted to just lead by example. So it's like, it's like, well, if I'm doing this, I'm not a victim to it. You know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm not coming out here and going, look what I'm overcoming here, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do things and then, and show you what I did instead of do things and then tell you what I'm doing. I don't need to commentate every move that I'm making. Yeah, you don't, you need to be you don't need to be vegan about it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that makes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, like that's yeah, no, no. See, I get that. Um, it uh, it takes a little of the um, it takes a little like uh, takes a lot of the oomph out of it when you let people know how brave you are. Yeah, I I I don't I don't need any additional attaboys. I've got enough. Uh, but but maybe I don't because I seek validation constantly, and <laughs> I was uh, I was making this joke and I I never I never did it on stage or anything. But I was like somehow like getting compliments from straight dudes means so much more to me than getting compliments from gay men or women, or like <laughs> straight women or, or gay men. Or I'm sorry, straight women or gay men give me compliments. And I'm like ah, eh. but if I get a compliment from a straight dude. That 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 means that's a high bar. I think getting compliments from black people is probably the highest form of, you know, the highest the, the highest you could get. Hmm. I at my last my last office job that last desk job that I was at, a woman came up to me and she said, "I see you every day." She was a black woman. She said, "I see you every day, and I want to tell you something." And I was like, okay, what's that? She's like, don't take this the wrong way. Please don't be offended. Uh, okay, go ahead. She's like, you're the sexiest white man I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh! Like, I was a drop-dead moment. I was like, that's going to stick with me forever, you know? Yeah, have you had any days that are, have that have been better since? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I've been chasing that dragon yeah, dude, that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny because most straight guys who come up to me and give me compliments, they usually, they usually tell me that they wish they looked like me, or, or they say, "Oh, dude, you probably get so many girls. Girls probably love your hair. Girls probably like it's you. It's like, all right, it's I get that like." It's nice. I, like, this is something else I think I wanted to do on stage. This guy came up to me and he's like, I bet you get all of these girls. I bet you get all these girls. I'm straight and I'd let you finish on me. And I was like, whoa! What? <laughs> you just crossed some lines. Like, that's <laughs> I didn't. That, that was unsolicited, sir. You could have just stopped with the bet you get lots of girls. Yeah, that's, uh, I didn't need the jizz part. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get that compliment? Hold the jizz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Jesus. I, I I got I have like a couple like a it's like a small like little fan club you know it's usually like older women that come to our burlesque shows that think I'm funny and I, they like the beard I grow a sick fucking beard yeah dude your your beard's awesome I I can't grow a beard oh no I'm a I'm a full grown man who can't get a beard it's a good goatee though well thanks it's a good thanks. goatee. I've been keeping it short these days. 
<laughs> I was. I had it longer, but uh, this is dipping in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. I had it longer, but then we shot this short film, and I had it long for that, and then I shaved it off. Like I shaved it down after, and my my girlfriend hadn't seen it short, and now she just can't see it long. She just is like, oh, get the little one back. I want the little one back. The little guy. It looks bigger if you trim it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a different head, though. <laughs> but No, I can't. Uh, I have to have a beard now at all times. I used to love like having a clean shaven. I loved looking like a, like a Japanese high school student. That's all I ever wanted to look like growing up until I uh, then I found like I shaved and I had a clean face uh, before quarantine, and uh, I found an extra chin. I just discovered a whole new chin that I never had before. So I was like, "We got to keep the beard." What does a Japanese school student look like? You know, long straight hair, basically a skinny oh, emo uh, kid. Like, like, like Peter Parker, Spider Man Three. Basically, yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I look like John, and then I, I always wear suits and stuff, so I look like John Wiz with. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a, a joke that would only get laughs in Philly. Yeah, if you don't get it, get the fuck out. <laughs> I so, just uh, did. Did you see the song I just released? It's so stupid. I didn't. <laughs> um, uh, it's on my like Instagram and on a couple channels on Facebook. I wrote a. It's basically uh, Jailhouse Rock, but it's called. Uh, uh, it's about taking down the Columbus statues and like from the perspective of uh, Southern Italians. Well, what's the, pre- what dude perform the song right now? Oh shit. Just do it right now. I'm, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to like pull it up on my phone and play it while you're on the podcast. Mm. You might as well just sing it right now while we're sitting here. Hitting my wife cause I've had a few I don't like blacks and I don't trust Jews Protecting my city with a baseball bat And all of our skin looks just like that I hate Hister FJWs For trying to take down my Columbus statue Let's rock Oh Plymouth Rock Remember 1492 And don't tear down my Columbus statue <laughs> It's so dumb uh, I did hear you do that on Wednesday, when we oh, fuck, I played it live. Oh yeah. shit, that's the first yeah. time I ever did it, <laughs> dude. It's great. I really appreciate you doing that on the show. That might have been the that might have been the first time anyone's done that. Anyone's you haven't had a musical guest on your show yet. I, you know what? Not not since uh, I I used to I used to do uh, the show when I first started it. I first started it in 2017, and I was in like a little. Uh, like a little internet radio station studio that was around here. And uh, I had somebody play a song in like my first, it was probably in my first like 10 or 11 episodes. Someone did one. And uh, ever since then. So it went from being first time ever to being uh, first time since the show has left the studio. Well, you got fucking lucky today, girl. 
sick, dude. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> Is that copywritten? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> copywritten that? Yeah, no. <laughs> They're all just like, I don't know, this looping station's sick. I can just like play little parts and then just have them whenever I need them. You know, it, it got, it kind of, it, uh, it blanked out for a second and I wasn't hearing what you were doing. And oh. I was like, oh, we got, I got demonetized. They turned it off. <laughs> this is uh, copyright material. Probably just a wacky connection. Somebody else owns ass sweat. Oh, body sweat, mouth, ass. Because <laughs> I miss 90s house MCs. That's, I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, uh, DJ Assault? The, yeah, move. That body got your body getting wet with that sweat, baby, dripping, baby. <laughs> just like that shit a lot. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to. I don't want to say the most offensive parts of his song that I know. It's like ass, titties, ass and titties. <laughs> oh, that guy. Oh, I was talking about um, who's a CNC Music Factory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I got the power. Which that was. That's the lady from fucking. Um, I didn't know that. That's one of the ladies from the Weather Girls. That did. It's raining men. That. Oh, yeah. She was one of the weather girls. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. How about that? Yeah, I think I'm autistic. I know too much stupid shit. <laughs> you know, I think that I think that the spectrum is large enough that I I belong on there somewhere as well. Like oh. I I for sure and actually I was going I was going to do this on stage. I I I I uh with this being the first time I did comedy in four months, I was like, I'm just going to do like a bunch of like kind of one-liners and dad jokes and like not really get into long bits, like wordy bits. Because on top of that, everyone who was in the room kind of left the room. And I was like, what? Did the mention of my name walk the room? Everyone <laughs> And uh, no, Sorry. I always like go like immediately outside to smoke after because I just oh, go yeah. like big shit. I understand. Uh, I I uh, I was I wanted to do this thing where I talk about um, when I was a kid, when I was younger, and I, I actually said this on a podcast a couple days ago. I was on my friend Lou's podcast, uh, the Stew Pot. If you guys, if you guys are listening, you want to check out the Stew Pot. Lou Marconi does this podcast; it's amazing. Uh, but uh, I said uh, when I was a kid, I used to I used to say the R word a lot. Oh, yeah, lot. and I would say. It was easily justified by the fact that I was a sped kid, right? So I just spent so much time with people, and I, like, helped them with their work, and I would help them read and help them learn learn stuff. So I was like, I'm not coming from a place of, like, making fun of them because I'm one of them. People yeah. used that word against me when I was in sped. People were like, oh, you don't belong with us. You're one of them R words, right? So I don't like the word. I just don't. Yeah. And instead of... Instead of, instead of like just telling people why, telling people why it's okay for me to use it. Instead, let me just not say it at all. Uh, it doesn't take much change on my part to just not say the word. Because if I say the word, somebody who doesn't have the justification to say that, say it like I did, will just lead. I'll be leading them by example, and then they'll start saying it, just thinking it's okay. I'm like, might as well just cut it out. And stop using that word. Use a different word. That being said, I have to tell you this story from the other day. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so I, that's the grocery store. I just started with like just drop several n bombs like right away. You just get it done. Like, this word I don't I don't like it, <laughs> and then just start with just. So anyway, these ends. <laughs> so, so uh, I was at the grocery store the other day, uh, in, in an effort, you know, of course, to be socially distant. Uh, we were. I was going to get back. I was in the car. I was with my brother and my roommate. So uh, it was in my brother's car. My brother was driving. I was going to get in the passenger seat, but there was a there was a guy getting out of his car. This this older guy who was a little handicapped, you know, like he was like had a cane or a walker or something. And I was just staying distant so he could, like, get out and, you know, go, get shopping, you know. He had his mask on. I had my mask on, social distance and everything. And he went. And the second he went, the cart guy, the guy who wrangles the carts at, at Giant, scooted right in front of me. And I was like, whoa, like, couldn't have waited. He couldn't have waited for me. Like, was it that much of a big deal to wait? I mean, he was waiting already for that other guy. And my roommate was like, yeah, maybe in his head he was like, "Yeah, I'm tired of waiting for that black motherfucker. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that card over there." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even factor into my head that 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 guy was black, and I, it, it didn't even register to me." And I was like, "But here's the thing, the card guy couldn't have been a racist. He was retarded." <laughs> Why are you in such a rush to get back to work, dude? <laughs> then, and then, my, my roommate said. My roommate said, "I've met I've met racist retards before," and I said, "Well, they must be double retarded." <laughs> it's it's an, two R's spelled backwards. But yeah, I mean, I I still would I don't think I would do that joke, but it's it's just a, a funny story that. Do they have like, all right, class? Now pull out your clue cuts crayons. <laughs> <laughs> I just tweeted. I just tweeted like last week that I want to pitch a, a television pilot for a sitcom about uh, clumsy skinheads called Clue Klutz Clan. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> See, I'm half black, uh, half gay, uh, so I feel like I've just been collecting words. <laughs> my whole life you did a bit about how like you were you were the kind of biracial who won't say the n-word is that yeah no uh not not i mean not really since i moved to philly like i had this one bit that was a play on it mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh it wasn't even saying it was just something that i used to get i got called um you know growing up uh and i repeated it and uh it was so weird i was at the comedy john and keith from up the block uh, Hearn joke, he laughed, but he was like, hey, man, make sure you really let people know you're biracial before you tell that joke. Uh, and I was like, okay. And then I told it at a party later that night, and I got the shit knocked out of me. <laughs> like, concussion, my tooth went through my face. Oh, it was, what, yeah. What's the, what was the bit? Are you comfortable with telling yeah. me what it was? Um, so I'm half black and half Irish. Uh, so growing up, they really came up with some uh, really interesting uh, racial slurs to call me. They got they were real creative with it. Um, it was uh, 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 Oreo. Oh, that's delicious. Uh, Leprechaun was one they called me growing up, and then the last one was McNigget. <laughs> and then McNigget got my ass kicked. Okay. So that that's the first time I've told it since that okay. day. So here we go. 
I hate saying it because it sounds so Caucasian, but but one of my best friends that I've ever had in my life was this black dude, and he him and I wanted so, to get into conflicts. <laughs> Emphasis on was <laughs> no, he's, no, he's passed. He's, oh, sorry, man. But we we wanted to get into comedy together at the same time, and we were writing jokes. And I told him some jokes that were like kind of, eh, I don't know if I can do this. And he was like, "Motherfucker, you got to do those jokes." He's like, "Yeah, absolutely, got to do those jokes." So I was doing them, but they're they're not. It doesn't. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel evolved to yeah. do. To do these jokes, and I did, and they, I did a thing where I said, you know, like when somebody says they're going to do something and then they don't do it, they somehow called that like they said that that person like reneged on the deal. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. I didn't get why it said nig like that. It's it's definitely an e. It's n e g. Why does it s- pronounce like that? And I was like, maybe it's because like renegotiation. I don't know. Why they don't say renege, but they say renege. And I was like, well, what do you call somebody who constantly does it? Oh, dude. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying it either, man. (laughs) It was like every time I did it, somebody in the crowd would say it. And I'd say, hey, you better calm down. You can't say that. (laughs) But... um. It it felt like I was giving other people permission to scream out a really bad thing. Yeah. And I just I I had to I had to step back and go, look, if I was if this word was used against me at some point in my life, I would I wouldn't feel comfortable with hearing somebody who doesn't have my struggle do that bit. Yeah. No, I I mean yeah, I kinda stopped that uh, that intro is literally the really the only racial material that I have. Anymore, I kind of try to I try to like stay away from it as much as possible, mm-hmm. just because like now I think it's kind of like a heel. Like yeah. I've seen so many comedians attempt it and just do it badly. Well, yeah. it's, it's here's 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 the, the the other thing. It's like it feels cheap. It feels cheap. Think of something that's bigger than that. That's more than that because that's something that is gonna it might it might entertain 10 of 10 of the 30 people in the room and upset you know upset all the other ones i don't give a shit about that <laughs> like this is what i'm doing if you don't like it eh. but uh yeah i just feel it just it does feel kind of cheap i i like it's 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 funny cuz this this happened to me i was doing a show at helium and when i got off the stage i was you know, after the show was over, I was walking, I was walking out and this guy stopped me and he's like, dude, you and me are so much alike. And he like started talking to me and he, and like, he had this, he had this like really hot girlfriend. And I was like, well, I got a hot girlfriend too. And I have that same hat you're wearing. Like, and I was, <laughs> but and then I was thinking about like, how many times does somebody in the crowd maybe like hear some of my jokes and think that like, they think like me or they they act like me or something. I'm like, I don't want people to think that I act and think in ways that are racist, racist adjacent, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't close to that. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah I, was like, I don't even want to get close to that. Yeah. When we were like, 
hey, you're just like me. You want to join me at the clan meeting this week? Whoa! What? No. See, I feel like I'm, uh, I don't want to be like anybody else, and I try to make that very, very, like, apparent. Yeah. I try to, I don't know, making everything to do, I try to, like, at least, even if I'm ripping somebody off, I try to make it my own, you know? <laughs> so, I started doing this podcast, like I said, in 2017, and, uh, and re- really, like, it started with me going, like, I'd meet somebody and I'd hear their thoughts on things. And I would say out loud to them, well, that's a really evolved way of thinking. Like, I would, if I met somebody who, like, their mindset was really, was really, like, like mature and, like, really forward thinking, I would be like, wow, they're really evolved. That's an evolved person. So I was like, um, I hadn't done stand-up. I hadn't done stand-up in couple months and uh i did the helium the philly's funniest thing right yeah write any new jokes one of the jokes i was doing it was like it was uh, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna say it but uh i was like okay so you know like harambe right harambe like they killed him because some kid got in the cage uh that was like that had happened one year prior said right at that same time, there was this other news story that like failed to get any headlines. But what happened was, you know, those like drive through safari things. Yeah. There was a family driving through one of the safaris and a lion, a lion put his, hand, his paw in the door, opened the door, ripped the guy out and killed him. Sick. And I was like, shit, how come that didn't get headline news? And I'm like, I don't know where I don't know where I don't know where that safari thing, but it must not have been around here because around here, when people see Africans, they lock their doors. <laughs> Lions are African, <laughs> right? Uh, and and it got you know it got it got a couple ooh got a little kind of I was like, all right, I don't I'm not comfortable with people thinking that I you know that I'm that I'm not forward thinking that I'm not evolved. And then I got off stage, and the next girl that got on called me racist Game of Thrones. And I was like, um... That's hilarious. I was like... <laughs> yeah, she, she kind of got you on that one, man. Really did. <laughs> yeah. really did. Oh, fuck. I was like, yeah, I, I don't want anyone... To, I mean... Yeah, Game of Thrones sucks. <laughs> it, it sucks. I felt like shit for the... the I, here it is, 2020, and I'm still talking about it. I felt like shit about it, and uh, I can't stop feeling like shit about it. Like, uh, that's not really an evolved way of thinking. That's not really who I am. And I used to do, I used to do the thing before I did the Kool Aid bit. I would make sure I'd say, I, I come from a very mixed family. Like, I have a lot of uh, different races and stuff in my family. My mom, my mom's a lesbian. My sister's a lesbian. Her wife's a lesbian. Uh, my my little sister has been dating a black guy for like ten years. I, my brother's gay, and I'd say I've grown up very forward thinking. Uh, I've learned to accept people for who they are, not tolerate what they are. <clears throat> that being said, everyone in my family hates my girlfriend because she's a vegan. <laughs> They're so accepting. <laughs> uh, that's great, man. <laughs> and then, 
then I'd go into the Kool-Aid bit because then people knew that it wasn't coming from a hateful place or like, you know, me taking jabs at the LGBT community. It's like, no, I'm one of you. I'm just, I just don't wear one of the letters. I'm one of you. <laughs> you have a, have a gay joke? Yeah, I have a couple of gay, I have a couple of gay jokes. They're more like, you know, what if scenarios. Um, they were telling like if, uh, if you're a gay astronaut, it's top and bottom just relative. <laughs> um, and then uh, this other one about how um, uh, I don't like watching The Office because there's a better like long running series. Uh, it's a tale of will they, won't they called American Pickers. Uh, two grown men in their forties driving across the country that never kiss for some reason. <laughs> I think I think I heard you say that one at some point. Um, Probably, <laughs> I have like a I have like a good twenty. I think I'm at like twenty minutes now. Well, sometimes you know, open mics you're just doing open mic stuff. I mean, it's not yeah. like you're, it's not like you're doing your your exact set because you're working things out. That's kind of what we're all there for. Yeah, I stopped feeling bad about bombing and mics. I mean, then again, it's been so long since it's happened. <laughs> Um, not mainly because I just have to write new stuff now. Yeah. You know, like every month I try to add like, like with the songs, it's a little, I guess it's a little easier. Maybe that's why, uh, people don't like me. <laughs> you know, what's, what's different is cause you have, you have a, like a, you have an ability to get inside of that rhythm and then just go with it. Yeah. When it comes to like the musical accompaniment. But with the jokes, it, it's probably a little bit harder to do that. But you're you're really like it's. We haven't known each other for very long, but I'd say uh, I've I've become very very favorable to your riffs. You get in some really good riffs, and I really yeah. appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I think I like when people say nice things about me. Dude, if you were, if you were a black guy, man, this would be like. <laughs> to take my day to a whole new level. <laughs> well, I don't know. My ancestry says opposite. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I, most, I identify more with like a lot of black people than I do with people who are really white. Like, I, I don't like being called white. I really, it's not like oh, a... Funny. What's that? Not in 2020, for sure. Yeah, because it's like, oh, don't associate me with those jerks. Like, you say, well, a white cis male, that's me, yeah. Dude, I'm I'm so lucky, and I understand how lucky and privileged I am to be born the way I am and be born in the place that I'm born, but I'm not overly proud of a lot of it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I, I don't have blind pride in... in my race or what, even my my country you know i feel like that's why the song we didn't start the fire is important now more than ever <laughs> is that is that we didn't start the fire is that uh who did we start we did, is that billy joel yeah it is yeah. yeah i hate billy joel but that song makes a lot of sense anytime i think of billy joel i think of uh i think of Step Brothers. Oh, yeah, 80s Joel. Uptown girl. 
most you know most like Anchorman one. I don't think it holds up as well as it used to. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? There's been so many other things that are so much funnier since then, but I think relative to its time, it was it was funny. Relative yeah. to its time, like since then, so many other things that were way funnier came out. That's true. We've had super bad since then. I remember super bad. That was the greatest thing up until that point. Well, dude, Forty Year Old Virgin was really good. I liked Forty Year Old Virgin a lot. So long, such a long, long. It took all day. I was forty years old by the time I finished watching that movie. It was so long. <laughs> well, did you? Do you know another long Judd Apatow movie? Funny People. Did you like that? Uh, yeah, actually, I think uh, Randy is the best <laughs> set that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Randy. That's, that's how I discovered Aziz, through that movie. I think a lot of people. That, like Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. I think what what that did is it kind of peeled the curtain back and was like, hey, uh, this is the, the backstage of comedy. A movie about the backstage of comedy, and it was cool. Like, I, I, I really dug it. Uh, did, you, did you like um, I'm Dying Up Here? Did you see that show? I did not see him dying up here. Oh, that was neat. That was a neat show. It's, I don't know. It's one of those things like I, when you get into it, you try not to saturate myself with too much and stuff like that. Like I stopped listening to like, you know, Flight of the Concords. Like, you know, like, kind of like cut it out of my regime. You know what I mean? So it's not like an inspiration. You know, so it's not there to inspire. Right. Well, you know, you... you you have the there's there's ability and I and I've said this before on other podcasts probably not my own but other podcasts have said like concepts are so inceptual like you can steal something not knowing that you're stealing it it's just oh, like percent it's, it's just like I I love this quote it's a uh, Jeff Foxworthy in the documentary I Am Comic he says like mo- through the day. Thoughts just whiz in and out of people's heads. They whiz. It's the comedian's job to catch that thought, polish it off, and shove it back to you. Like, yes. So those thoughts are being caught by a bunch of comedians, and they could just be such similar premises that it feels as if a joke is completely getting stolen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah I know that. I mean, there's nothing worse than like getting like halfway through, or getting off stage at a mic. Like, hey, hate to tell you this, but yeah, I used to do this joke. I used to do this joke that I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of stop doing it as often. And then I went to a, an open mic, and somebody did the joke, but like so much better than me. And I was like, keep uh, it, yeah, do it now, <laughs> keep it. But it wasn't like it wasn't the word for word joke. It wasn't like. He stole it from me. It was just such the the premise was very very similar, and I was like, okay, you know what? I I could have went that way with it, but like let that guy have it. It's for sure better from him, from him. Yeah, I got called out on a on a roast battle. It was like after um, we were just like spitballing the jokes that we didn't use, and uh, I was going up against a, a Jewish lady, and I said, uh, do you a Jewish lesbian? And I was like, oh, just you eat your pussy through a slit in the sheet. 
instead of the whole. You know, that's just, you know, a Jewish thing. Turns out, Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, whole time. Had yeah, no well, you know, would you have known that? No. <laughs> would you have watched Joan Rivers? No, I'm not, I mean, granted, I'm not the biggest Joan Rivers fan. But that woman had car, like, like a Dewey Decibel system of jokes on index cards. All of her jokes were written on index cards. She had a whole fucking filing cabinet. Right. And he was nuts. It's like, it's like, yeah, well. It's her Joan Rivers jokes. <laughs> her family doesn't need to worry because I'm not going to be hosting any red carpet events anytime soon. <laughs> so, um, I just got, I just got two more things, dude, and then I'm gonna let you roll. Yeah, that's an old hot dog and handshake that that pro wrestling payday. Hot dog and handshake. That's <laughs> uh, so, so uh, I'm really obsessed with um, with time travel, right? The the idea of this being this being a time capsule in this very very world that we're in and how crazy it all is right now this version of you is going to do some audio time travel so this audio is going to outlive both of us yeah so in with that being said before i get into the question i want to let you know i'm glad we became friends and and i'm glad that this is just the beginning we're just going to continue to do more work together and have a lot of fun and i'm excited for it Fuck yeah, dude. So I'm saying that on the record now so that we can listen back to this in 10 years and be like, see, I meant it. It's I a deal. It. Yeah. <laughs> At those red carpet events. In those red carpet events, yeah. So uh, the audio time travel that I'd like you to do is, uh, dude, if somebody wants to know, really, like, somebody who loves you, somebody who, you know, really wants to know the real personality of Jay Simpson, like, 20 years from now, maybe 20, 30 years in the future, like, you know, after either of us maybe have passed or after you've, you know, you've had an amazing success and you're doing great and people want to know what the humble beginnings are to that. What message would you give to the person listening to like, what is 30, 34 year old Jay like? Uh, I wish I spent less time being scared of everything. Um, yeah. Being so reckless when you're young and then you get that moment in your life where you, you really uh, you really get a sense of what mortality is. Maybe like you lose somebody or something like that. You really come to terms with, oh, shit, this isn't forever. And then you, you can either take it two ways. You can either go and like live your best life to the fullest or uh, you can do what I did is completely shut down and then not leave this comfort zone and uh, just be terrified of everything. Uh, that's kind of what I'm working through now as a person. Um, trying to, well, I mean, it, it comes out like on stage. You know what I mean? In form, you get to ex- expel like all. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. This week, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, just yeah. don't be afraid. I guess yeah. take take those risks. I guess feel the fear. Do it anyway. Yeah, and isn't like anything worth doing? Like, isn't the thing that's this is Spock said that I think anything worth and anything scary is worth doing or or something like that. Yeah, dude. Like anything that comes easily sucks. If you had to work hard for it, it's it was worth it when it pays off. But here's the thing: I never did. 
like I was, like I put it. You know, I went to hair school. Like I went to hair school, and I wasn't good at it right away, so I quit. So also, yeah, if you're not good at something right away, try something else. You'll find your thing. <laughs> can can I can I give you a quote, and maybe you can use this for later. I have I have it written on my wall over there. Uh, you don't you don't know you don't know exactly what you want until what you want staring you right in your face. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a pro wrestler and a stand-up comedian. I didn't know podcasting was a thing. I, well, that's everything I want to do now. Uh, goes in that circular motion where the the podcast is the middle of it all. So, uh, how would I have known growing up that that's what I wanted to do? You don't know what's available to you because what's available now isn't what's going to be available to you in the future. You know, that's true. Yeah, I might be like the first hologram. Fuck it. <laughs> get into professional holograms, maybe. Yeah, like a little, little, uh, little uh, surrogates walking around. I mean, I don't want something gay like drone racing or. <laughs> you know those gay ass drone races? It's NASCAR for virgins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so it's funny because uh, your dryer's done. Yeah, warm undies. <laughs> well, uh, this is this this actually even more applies to you because of what we talked about and how you're going to do this. But I always say I close every show. I start wrapping it up by saying, hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. This is your podcast now. And this has been the very first episode of your podcast, Evolving with Jay Simpson. And you wanted to close in like a Jerry Springer's final thoughts, some wise words to close out what lessons you could have squeezed out of this or life lessons that could help people evolve and become better versions of themselves. Well, I guess it would have to be today. I want to feel your body. Put your hands up on my body. That's been our show, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you had a great time on Evolving with Corey Castle. I don't know, something like that, maybe. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you're... You're the Reggie Watts of Philly. I love it. <laughs> See, that's another one. I got a looper now. Now it's another one. I got to be careful because I just want to do. I just want to be goofy with a looper too. Right. He's the only one who could do it. Uh, is he the only one? Is he? Yeah. Cool the market. Yeah. Tell me that's not hilarious, <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, talent is so huge. The world is so big. There's no reason you can't have and be anything you want to do. You like you can't have every like honestly I I've said this a million times but like you can you can add or subtract from the ocean and the ocean's still the ocean like yeah. so you you oh. can you can have you can have it all dude and it doesn't affect my not ha having it all just because you have it doesn't mean I can't also have it so I'm on your team dude I'm on your side the first the first episode of your podcast. I want to be the guest. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when you want to start it up. If you need some help, I'll be any resource I can be to you. 
Uh, if you just need a friend, if you need to talk, if you need anything, and that goes for anybody listening too, if this is your first time checking out Evolving with Corey Cass, there's a hundred and hundred and ninety other episodes. Um, check it out, listen to all of them, hit that subscribe button. Every Monday, you're going to get a new episode, and you know, just uh, I appreciate your your time, dude. I appreciate your effort. You know, like I, and this is another thing I say a billion times, but it's really like. No, the podcast doesn't come on the radio. You can't just turn the dial and then it's on. You have to seek it out. You have to put that effort forward. So I, the fact that I not only got your effort, but I got your attention too, and I kept it for like two hours maybe. Like, yeah. So it's, it's incredible. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so grateful, and I can't, I can't tell you enough how much this has been lovely. 